Sorry, I juiced. There's so beer all over my computer. And it wasn't from you this time, it was from you me. juiced. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Flicks in the Six. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Costanzo, with me, forever and always, the man, the myth, the NPC, Alessandro Bielsi. Say hello, Al. It's fucked up, man. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? <laughs> we can't be you. I guess. On this episode, <laughs> the usual Star Wars banter, a dramatic reading, and our flick of the week, one that I have been very excited for, Ready Player One. But first, before we dive into all of that, Al, what are we drinking? We are drinking... Another Newberg beer. We're drinking the Chef Boss. Chef Boss. Yes. It's pretty. It is. It's very pretty. Much take a whiff of this beer. Oh, look at this. Look at this pour. Can we can we talk about this pour? Yes. Nobody it's can see it. I know. I say I say look at it. You can see it. I can see it. We're not good at radio. In case you haven't noticed, because we didn't announce, this is a in person in person recording. Also, I mean, yet you, another Easter you, episode. You've definitely noticed because I've been getting reports that Al sounds like shit. Really? <laughs> yeah. So we gotta get you a mic. That's that's the moral of the story. I thought we had fixed it all. I thought we had it used, it, It's better. Okay. You sound better than you used to. I can project more. No, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> please project no more. Um, it's better than it used to be, I but uh, it's more still not roughly the sound of a foghorn. It's it's mm-hmm. just it's still not great. So if we get you a mic, I think we'll be good to go. Okay. Yeah, you know, we'll clean it up, get it nice and crisp. I mean, you could probably pick one of these up. Probably cheaper now than when I originally got them. So, so this looks pretty legit. We'll, I figured we'll, it was we'll, gonna be like we'll do some research. that's why I haven't bothered. So. I think they're around eighty now, but you could usually find the coupon or get them down to like sixty. It's still more than I want so. to spend for a mic. I mean this is our business. <laughs> well, if and when we ever make any money from it, then then yes, I will, I will agree that we're making ales right now. We're not <laughs> sure. Anyway, this 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 beer right here. Pretty let's, beer. Let's take give it take a, a whiff. To me, tell me oh, if you yeah. can smell anything. They got, they got them citra hops? I think so. Yeah, it does. There's something else. Yes, actually, if I remember correctly. There's certainly citra hops in this sucker. <laughs> I think there are citra and... No, no, don't look at the can. No. Oh, oh, oh. There's a mystery ingredient. Okay, that's all right. on the can. But I'm going to see if you can detect it. while I look up the notes on this. Warheads? No. There's... God, what if I was right? There are no <laughs> 1990s sucking candies in this. <laughs> Did they just drop it in as it's brewing? That'd be a, a treat. Can I cheers you? I really want to taste this. Oh, Give me sure. a cheers here. <laughs> oh, that's the stuff. Oh, yeah. You, <laughs> you little citra hop devils. <laughs> You're wonderful. You're my absolute favorite. Oh, I like that. This is uh, this is one of the better, if not the best ones I've had from them. I mean, they're all pretty good. By the way, we are still not sponsored by Newberg Brothers. Not at all. Cannot be clearer about that. <laughs> Despite the fact that we both enjoy so, the beer so much that we wish we were sponsored by them. But right. if you've been listening to us since episode one, we are still, <laughs> still not, not sponsored by New Regime. 40 episodes in. <laughs> Cannot be clear. This is the 40th episode. Um, it is. But uh, so this is the Newberg Brewing Chef Boss IPA. It was brewed with, do you want me to give you the mystery ingredient? Um, is, it, is it possible I could figure it out? It's possible you could figure it out. Okay. It's just not something you would expect to be in there. Okay. Okay. And I, I can get it from the scent? And the taste probably, it's subtle. I only recognize it because I knew it because I saw it on the can. But I'm mm. wondering if you're... Um, let's see here. Well, the other things it was brewed with us... I'm not sure. I, I, citra I hops, have to tell me. Centennial hops, lemon drop hops. It is a collaboration with... Lemon warheads! I knew it! <laughs> it is a collaboration with the brewery at the CIA. That is not the Central Intelligence Agency. That is the Colonial... Not the Colonial. Nope. Culinary <laughs> Institute of America. 
Guys, it is Easter again. Another <laughs> special holiday yeah. Easter episode. Yeah, this is an annual Easter And there episode. have been many forms of alcohol that have been flowing. So yeah. this yeah. will not be our sharpest episode, nope. but it may be one of our best episodes. And it, yeah, this is going to be, I mean, this is a thing now. Uh, we've done it twice, so it's officially a tradition. Yes. Right? An annual. It's an annual. It's an annual deal for us. Uh, Al's family graciously hosts Easter every year, so we decide why not take this opportunity while we're together to do an episode. Of course. Uh, so yeah, you're gonna hear dogs barking, chairs moving, people laughing. You might hear some things you don't want to hear. You might hear a D'Amico sneeze here or there. That's they're pretty loud. Sneeze. They're they're abrupt. <laughs> It'll uh, if it catches you off. Is that where my loud sneezes come from? Because when a D'Amico sneezes, your heart stops. <laughs> That's. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that goes down. Um, but, yeah, so... The mystery ingredient of this beer is time. Interesting. Okay. That's not time the constant. That is time <laughs> the herb. It's a construct. <laughs> <laughs> This is an oh, Indian. that's cool. Okay, I got you. This is an Indian. That's cool. I figured you'd catch it once I yeah. said it because that was for me. As soon as I saw it, and I like, I was like, "Yep, nope, yeah, there's." I got you. There's like some nice herbal like mm-hmm. essence to that. Mm. This is wonderful, and that makes sense with it being uh, mashed up with the CIA. It's an India Pale Ale, collaboratively brewed with the brewery at the Culinary Institute of America. This IPA features a delicate touch of the herb thyme. It's not just boss; it's chef boss. Time boss. Seven point Alcohol percentage. Man, it comes, delightful. as always, in pints. In pints. Um, I like this glass that you gave me. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> very good, right? Yeah. I, I enjoy that one. I use that a lot for episodes. Solid. Uh, especially ones that require a little bit more space for the uh, the pints. Mm. Um, it's a good old purpose glass. Oh, whoa, whoa. This is this is news to me. Look, Take a look at your can. All right. Just under where it says Boss Collaboration Series, there's a line of things. This is not something I've been aware of, though I do keep up with... A list, if you will. 2018 collaborations. Whole Foods Market Brewery at CIA. Wait, are these all places I can get it? No, these are all the, the collaborations they're going to do for 2018. Oh! This is the second one they've done. They've, they've had yeah. a long-standing one with Whole Foods. What they, was that they one? They brew exclusively. Um, there was... Um, there's one that they, they've done for them in particular for a long time. It's only sold at the brewery or, or at a Whole Foods Market. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't remember what it's called now because uh, I haven't had it in a while. But um, they have on here a list, I've never seen this before, of their upcoming collaboration series for this year in 2018. After the Whole Foods and this one brewery at CIA, they have Bond Place Brewing, Kent Falls Brewing, Plan B Farm Brewery. They they do one with them annually. Okay. They use Plan B's honey to make, um, and they use a while, like an open fermentation to do nice. sour beers. Nice. Um, Five Burrows Brewing. Soup. <laughs> Sloop, which uh, many of you may know. Uh, Graft Cider. Rushing Duck, that's another brewery that's local up wow. here. Um, and <laughs> Copper Sea <Sorry>. Distillery. <laughs> yes, ducks make quacking noises. Uh, it's going to be an episode. Um, we should do a Rushing Duck. I've only really had one or two of their beers. We should do episodes with that. Um, I'd have to bring it to you because yeah. I don't know if it'd be down by you. Probably not. It's a pretty small one, but it's only about half an hour from here. Mm. So. Cool. We'll do that. I have to get you some Magnify beers. So that we can do something. I've heard of them, but I don't think I've ever had any of their stuff. Sorry, that's, that's an inside conversation. Anthony was texting me the other day about, uh, or I guess it was last night, right? Uh, Friday. Night Friday. Friday night yeah. About um, some beers that he was drinking because one of the names was... Accidentally on purpose. Accidentally on purpose, which Newberg does a, a series of beers. Not mm-hmm. not one of their beers is called that, but a series of beers called Accidentally on Purpose. Where they did it was... Sour beers with that. <laughs> it was quite good. <laughs> Big fan. Very willing to try. Uh, yeah, so this is, this is... This is nice. This I. This is my beer from, <laughs> from them. I'm 
I'm feeling this one. I like it a lot. Well, you'll be feeling it because it's pretty strong. Well, I guess you, 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 you've it's drank significantly less Here's than the thing. today. So. Um, would, would, okay. So, <laughs> so I had the Magnify beers that I was telling you about. Yes. I had a couple of them while we were there at that bar. I understand when beer is high alcohol that they, you know, you get a shorter pour, which is fine. Yes. You know, it's fine. It's usually like a, in a fancy little glass, mm-hmm. you know. The problem is it's also more expensive, <laughs> and it's a shorter pour, and that bothers me a little bit. Well, no, that makes sense. This this beer is more expensive than some of their other releases. The higher alcohol content... But it comes in pints. <laughs> yeah, but you're paying more for it. Which is fine. I'm saying I'm paying more for less oh, at a bar. See, that's the thing is... Well, I guess it's different everywhere, but I do know that when you go to a place like Newburgh... Um, I, they charge you the same for every beer. I was going to say, I tried you, everything there, and I feel like I spent $5. <laughs> they charge you the same price for all the beers, but they give you the shorter pour. Right. So you get a a 12-ounce glass. Or, no, sorry, you get a 16. They do pints for their standard beers. But if you get a specialty beer like this, they give right. you a 13-ounce, and it would be the same price. Right. Which is fine. Yeah. I mean, that's fine. I'm okay with that. It's the decrease in volume and increase in price? It, yes. Exactly. It it. it it, it bothers me. Understandable. And I had it in front of me, and I was like, this is delicious, but I feel like I'm getting ripped off. <laughs> I'm not a fan of that aspect. Also, I like this. I like the, all the boss series. They use the, robots? the, uh, the little robots. Yeah, I like the robots. One of them has a little Yeah, he's got a chef's hat. I like that. It's exactly where you want this to be. Also, I have no idea what's going on with They're the little robot cards. on the left side. But he has two hands? Does he have two? Is he holding two decks? No, like he's two playing hands? his card. I think the perspective's off for me. This guy's cheating! Yeah, the right's cheating. <laughs> we gotta post a picture He's of that. The table. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> and the dogs involved. This is great. I love this. Awesome. Anyway, that's that's the beer. That is a treat. Star Wars was released this week on DVD. On DVD, Blu-ray, etc. So, have you watched it again since? I did. I watched it Thursday night. Excellent. Uh, holds up. Yes. <laughs> kind of expected that. Just curious. Yes. I haven't watched it again because I... Well, you told me you watch all the extras. I, watched, I wanted to, but Not I all the extras. I watched the deleted scenes. Okay. Uh, I want to watch all the I, extras. This, is, this might be the only time I've ever... Like, I want to... Like, like there comes along with a documentary about the making of this movie. I honestly want to mm. watch that. And I'm not a big documentary person. Like... Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely want to watch it. I... Was, I'm holding off on watching it because, like, it's one of those things where, like, I want to sit down and have, like, the perfect viewing experience again with it. Like, mm-hmm. on my TV, no interruptions, you know, sound cranked up, a little bit dark. Not too dark. Not too dark. This movie's pretty dark. <laughs> There's a perfect, it's a perfect level of lighting that I, I, I prefer. And uh, I haven't gotten the time yet this week, but it's, it'll happen soon. But the deleted scenes I got to watch, and, man, I enjoyed some of those. And I was actually very frustrated that one of them was not. I know movie. they released a bunch of them online, but I avoided them because I was like, I just want to, like, I yeah. want to get to it when I, whenever the movie, because I knew it was coming out soon. Um, so I'll probably try and watch it this week. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll pop it in tomorrow before I come down and visit you tomorrow. Here's a question: How cool is that going to be? Two days in a row, get to hang out, yeah. going with content today, here, to tomorrow, show. your place, yeah, and 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 or show. It's great. It's a good time. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Can we talk about deleted scenes? That's not a spoiler, right? Not really. It's been cut from the movie. Yeah. So it's officially not part of it. Well, I mean, I guess if you had you know seen what? the movie and we're referencing a scene that was in that, Just that's... skip ahead maybe five minutes, ten minutes, tops. Five minutes. Figure it out. Figure it out. It's also, probably not going to be that early. Also, don't skip it. Because it's like, yeah, it's not really a big deal. But there's one that was taken out that I was very upset about. And that was the... Phasma? The Phasma scene I thought was phenomenal. I really, really enjoyed that deleted scene. I didn't see it. <laughs> you didn't watch it yet? I just told you two like, days. like 30 seconds. I know. Like I, said. <laughs> I know, but you could have watched that one. Yeah, no, but that would have required uh, me finding can I, it. Can I talk about it? 
Yeah, sure. Can I tell you what happens? Yeah, it's, okay. it's a deleted really scene. Awesome. So, yeah, so it's not a spoiler. Yeah. Right. Not for me. We've covered for this ground already. For the movie, <laughs> it's, it's a spoiler. Potentially. Right. So, there are, there are, Phasma and Finn are on this lift, and they're going up, and, you know, her mask is cracked, and you can see her eye through it, all that good stuff. And she's, you know, calling him out again, being a real bitch about this whole <laughs> thing. And it's it's really, it, 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 it's kind of infuriating, because it's like, it's just stop with the whole traitor thing. And then he calls her out on it. And uh, I think she, a whooping pig? I think there's a, he calls her something. <laughs> you squealed like some sort of pig. Is what she says. What he, what he says to her. I think that's what it was. Uh, forget the name of it. It's actually the name of the deleted scene. <laughs> if you can find it. Okay. But uh, so he calls her out and like you know tells you know how your men are gonna feel when they find out that you squealed like a whatever pig. Um, as soon as you know we had you, Captain. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Down the base. Blah, 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 episode seven. All that. And uh, <laughs> the you see she's like you know it's like your word against mine type of thing, and you see all the stormtroopers. Starting to look at each other, and then start to look at her, and she goes and she slowly draws her small blaster and she kills all the stormtroopers on the platform. Wow. I'm like, whoa! Like, that took a turn. But while that's happening, Finn approaches her, and he cuts her arm off. And I'm wow. like, there it is! I was like, he actually wanted to put it in the movie. Nice. He wanted a loss of arm in his movie, but he just couldn't get to it. Okay. It was, and it was. It See, was it's good. funny because you said there's a thing that's in here that's not in that's, that's right. It's very Star Wars. Traditional thing, but. There was a note that, and this is what I was wondering about, that Ryan Johnson said, "This is they've retired the Wilhelm scream. This is the first movie that there was no Wilhelm scream. And in. you thought it was in that scene. And that's what I was wondering, if maybe it just didn't make the final cut, and yeah. that was why? I actually, I, you know what, I'm going to tell you a few of the other scenes, because it's fun, I think it's fun to have your reaction to them. So, another one that was really, really silly, really good to cut it out of this movie, because this movie's dark, and this scene alone would just raise the tone of the film by, like, way too much, to the point where it, because it, it just doesn't fit. It's too, it's too silly. So they're in the um, Finn, Rose, and uh, DJ. DJ, thank you, are in the, an Don't elevator join. going up, and uh, they they just they make it through this whole room of people before they get in, and someone starts to notice them. They get into the elevator, and he's like hitting the button, hitting the button. Oh, this the button. is the scene with the princes and Tom Hardy. Though. Yes, and the door. So you know, do you know what happened? I'm aware, but yeah. <laughs> so the doors close, and they're going up, and they're like, you know, they're relieved. Exhale. And the doors behind them open, and just a whole group of stormtroopers get on. And one of them recognizes Finn, but doesn't, I guess, doesn't know. Yeah, apparently. Well, because remember, you have to remember, this is still only a couple days later from That's fair. the episodes. From episode Wait, is, seven. It, is it days? It's like a day or two later. Finn healed that quickly with that pod? Maybe it's a week. Oh, interesting. Because remember, like, because at the end of episode seven, well, that makes sense. They destroyed the Killer base, but. They know where they are, and that's why they have mm-hmm. to abandon the base and flee right mm-hmm. then and there. Mm-hmm. It's only a day or two or three so that's later. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, and that's why he's, you know, he's a couple of days. He's So it's possible not everybody knows about this yet. I guess that makes that's, sense. Well, that's what basically what it came down to is that, uh, you know, they didn't want it to be widespread that they had a traitor. Yeah. The reason that the guy screams traitor is that was one of his units. So right. Recognized him. Okay, that's fair. And obviously, Hux and Kylo Ren and Phasma know about it because they were the ones talking about it when he escaped with Poe Dameron in Episode 7. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense then. Yes. It, it, so it could have worked, but still, the tone. It's just it's too funny for this very serious thing that's going on. So I think that's why they. Yeah. And too over the top, but uh, you know he's he's got this little banter with him, and he's like, I never expected you to be a, like whatever rank he Captain is with the yeah, yeah he's, with, he's, he's wearing, wearing officer's garb, and, <laughs> even though he was like a grunt. But he he ends up like it, it ends up like going like in a, in a weird way, and he slaps him on his ass. I heard <laughs> so that's Tom Hardy. Okay. 
the, the guy who's in the Stormtrooper thing who's talking to him. And if we watch it again, because apparently if you listen, like you can tell, just the same way that you can tell Daniel Craig is in episode seven. Right. Um, yeah, that's Tom Hardy. And that's two, funny. Two of the Stormtroopers amongst oh, the that group are Prince Harry and Prince William. Yeah. So. That's funny. That, yeah. That's a silly. So that was, that was another silly scene. Uh, did you see me, while we're talking about that, um, did, did you see that I sent you that thing about Mark Hamill? He met them on set that day when they were shooting that scene. And he's... I don't think I saw this. You sent this? I thing? sent you... I don't know if it was an article or if I sent you a screenshot or something. And um, so Mark Hamill was trying to tell print, the two princes that he's royalty as well because... Leia was the princess of Alderaan, <laughs> and he's her brother, so he's a part of royalty as well. I like that. <laughs> That's so silly. Uh, so the other the other scene that I want to tell you, well, actually, there's one that was cut, which was excellent uh, that they cut it, <laughs> was that they extended that whole uh, thing on Canto Bite with the racing the on chase. The, I heard it's yeah, really they, long. It's it is very long. I, I did hear about some of the scenes. I know because I know there was that, and the, the, I heard it was good, but it just yeah. doesn't fit. It's too Lucas long. Lucas probably would have cut something else to put that in. Like that, it would have been it would have been a mistake. Oh, you mean a forty five minute pod race? <laughs> right. Yes. Um, uh, it's too much. But the, there's this other scene which I am on the fence about. It's if you're a the Jedi on the island, if you're a Jedi person, you probably would enjoy it. With the with the the, the, the keepers. Yes. <laughs> Where so Luke like, tells Ray. You know, the thing is, I reading this the, the I don't know how long the scene is. It's probably fairly long. It's it's probably longer than minutes. it needs. It's a good. I mean, it, it was easy. It probably an easy decision to cut this one. But the thing is, from what I read, the spirit of that scene would have fit perfectly. It just takes too long to execute, right? The whole idea of sh- her rushing in, yeah, and that's being no, ca- it is good counter to what the Jedi do, and even more so counter to what the style of Luke, the style of Jedi that Luke Skywalker was himself. Mm-hmm. The idea of him being more Yoda-like in that he's very passive, and it's about his connection to the Force, right? Um, and that's something that, in and I know that's we've talked about it a little bit in, in the past, and it's something I've read more into and looked. Being true to Luke's character, the the fact that he's so passive and people don't like that, and it's like, do you, did you guys forget about how the part after he chopped off his father's army, threw his lightsaber away, and allowed himself to be nearly executed? Like, yeah, he was a very passive Jedi. <laughs> like that's his yeah. thing, and that was what that scene was trying to teach. Right, is that this rushing in headlong is not always the right way. But what the, what's really great about it is that he's he does it in a really funny way too. Like when she, well, rea- when she realized, right? <laughs> yeah, when she realized he like cracks up, yeah. like he, like, which is great to see this tormented Luke let out this laugh after all this is going hey, on. Man, he needed a joke but, and he finally right. had his muse. So, but there's, so that actually ties into another scene that happens in a, another deleted scene, which is, which is fine. It's just, you know, trimming the fat, they cut this out. But like, uh, after she breaks something or shoots something, whatever she does. And you know, like the keepers of the Island, like <laughs> they get upset. One of them like sizes her up. Like he like, like she looks. <laughs> she like looks down at her feet and like looks up to the top of her head and almost gets like a slight like, Come like shake. Bro. Yeah, like just, <laughs> oh no, just like like really like that's like that's basically what she's saying. Like a great so, underrated line that he says she, too. Yeah, so when, she runs. She runs in and she she like busts down the door with a lightsaber. She comes in shredded to fight and they're all having a great time. And like I'm pretty sure it's the same one. Like they pan to her and she's just like looking at her, shaking her head. <laughs> she's just like <laughs> no. And then in the distance, you just see R two and Chewie. Just like enjoying themselves in the party, nice. it's, it's really funny. Yeah, and I was like, it, like that could have been if you want to put something in there just to give a couple. Of, I, and there was some decent chuckles in this movie, yeah. to begin with. But like that was that's a really nice, lighthearted thing with a very serious concept that like they were trying to yeah. teach, like you're like you're saying. But that was a funny one. I, I just like it's like such an underrated because it fits in with that whole theme, like where when she accidentally when she was trying to shoot 
Kylo Ren in, in the their dream yeah. like communication thing. Let's clean the other one off. She, she blows it. Up, <laughs> she blows like a hole in the wall. And the, what happened? I was cleaning my blaster. She goes, "Who are all they?" Goes, oh, they're the keepers. You know. She goes, "I don't think they like me." And he goes, "I can't, can't imagine, imagine why." why. <laughs> <laughs> but it, they actually they kind of do a little bit of that scene where like the one looks at it, but like it, it's it's something bigger and it's really really funny. But anyway, those are those are the ones worth noting. There was some a couple of really short ones. There was actually one. Sorry. So BB-8, it's like an alternate opening. So Finn waking up much earlier. Okay. And uh, coming in to play, like you know, with the the hoses leaking, and he's like walking around the ship. Wait, Finn awake, bag naked. <laughs> yeah. Leaking? What? Oh, what? Did, did, did you find a circus? So he's he's sitting on like a step, and BB-8's up next to him, and he's like. You know, he's thinking about, like, what's going to happen. He's, like, wondering about Ray. You know, you can tell, like, he's just contemplating. And then BB-8 shows this, uh, like, a hologram, like, video thing, similar to, like, you know, the Leia yeah, hologram. But it's it's Ray giving him a kiss on the forehead and saying, like, we'll be together soon or something like that along those lines. And he's, like, and, like, it gives him, like, the drive to, like, to, to get up. Yeah. But he goes, so as he does that, it's another, like, really quick, funny moment in there. He goes... It's weird that you recorded that, but thank you. <laughs> it's, just, it's very silly. But uh, it, it, overall, like, I – normally, you know, you got a couple of deleted scenes on a DVD. You watch them. They're okay. They're whatever. They just, like, you're like, eh, I get it. It's very rare that there's a few scenes where I'm like, oh, my God, I wish that was just in here. The scene – I said that to you right a while back, the scene from Step Brothers where Rob Regal has a heart attack. I don't think so. Oh, I know I've said it to a bunch of people, and everyone's loved it, like, unanimously. I might have to I'll watch show it to you later. Yeah, show it to me later. It's a deleted scene that it would have – it it's it's so good that I can't believe they didn't put it into the movie. But on the other hand, it doesn't fit exactly with what goes on with – at that point where uh, – because it, it's later in the movie where, where Will Ferrell is working for the brother, and okay. he's, getting, he's getting the job with the Catalina Wine Mixer. Yeah, yeah. They would have to change – Catalina Wine Mixer. Because they would have to change the whole thing in the movie. Will Ferrell asks for it. Yeah. In this, they're charging him with it. Gotcha. So it, it would have, they would have to rework stuff. Um, but the scene is so good, it just doesn't fit with how the rest of the right. movie plays out. But it's great. I'll show it to you later. I have to, yeah, I want to see that. It's like two or three minutes long, and it's great. That'll be good. Well, that was. It. I just wanted to touch on a few of those related scenes. Well, as long as we're here with Star Wars, Hit I me. had a little note. There's some stories come out. Apparently, someone got a little chatty from the set of the Han Solo movie. Oh. An actor who has not been named, who I was trying to, like, reading it, I was trying to see if I could figure out who it was. Uh-huh. It's, a, it's, a, it's a man, not a woman, because I said actor, and it references he a few times. Okay. Unknown. So I was trying to figure out, and then it said, not one of the main stars. I was trying to figure out if maybe it was Woody Harrelson, but then another article I saw later on said, it's an actor whose name doesn't make the marquee, so it's going to be someone even smaller of a role than that. Interesting. Because that's what I was figuring is... Woody Harrelson's a big actor, but I don't think he's going to have a huge role in this movie. Right. Although, admittedly, the lack of promotion, I don't really know. I still don't know what this movie's about. Yep. I just know it's about young Han Solo, but I have no concept of who's the bad guy, what's the driving force. Usually you get that from a movie. Yeah. But whatever. Um, so this was talking about, this actor was talking about the firing of Lord Miller, bringing on Ron Howard, how it played out, all that sort of stuff. Lord Miller didn't speak on it, but their rep categorically denied it but didn't specifically say what was wrong and mm-hmm. all of it just sounds like one of those things where they have to comment and say nope that's a lie yeah even though it may or may not have been but uh, basically they said listen there was problems 
It's not because Lord and Miller are bad directors. They were just out of their depth, mm-hmm. which is kind of what we heard at the time that the right. switch was being made. Right. So that kind of all tracks, it, right? Yeah, it didn't seem super hostile. It just seemed like, hey, it's we just got this like, like, big just like, thing we have to we make do. this movie, and yeah. you, like what you have, like your process doesn't fit with what we're trying to do. You would have thought they would have done that sort of homework beforehand, but fine. They said Ron Howard came on. He's great. It was like a tension lifted because the problem was the actors were like, okay, we've done 40 takes on the scene, and like we don't have great direction. Ron Howard, shoot the scene. Good. Move on. Right. No, do it again. This is what I want out of you. They do it. Okay, now it's good. Let's go. Whereas opposed to, instead of them giving constructive criticism between takes, it was just, I want you to do it this way or just give me something different. Anything that's not that again. It's Mm -hmm. like, Kind of directionless. Yeah, and, and I had I had heard some of the things like you know the, there's no there were like no rewrites. Yeah, they were reshooting scenes and like that instead of using whole sets, they used well. like a much tighter yes. chunk and like. But there was something, and the, they talked about the acting coach that was yeah, everyone yeah. was on like set the world on fire with this acting coach for Alden Ehrenreich, and which I'm sure happens more often than we know. Well, actually, that's not the 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 gist of what I got in here. Really, you that's a, a pre production thing. Okay. Oh, okay. That's why it's that's a big deal. concerning then. It's getting them to do gotcha. it while the movie's being made. That is what's uncommon. Do you think it's it potential, like, relates to the poor, like, not the poor direction, but like the... No, basically what they said was that Alden Ehrenreich's a good actor, but he's not a tremendous actor. And it's really hard to be playing a character, let alone playing someone playing a character. That's true. Because he's not playing Han Solo. He's playing Harrison Ford as Han Solo. Right. And he said... Oh, that's, that's a really that's good point. That's what they're saying is he was having trouble emulating the Harrison Ford swagger and stuff like right. that emulating a ford han solo as opposed to james bond just having to be a james bond daniel craig wasn't hired to be sean connery's james bond he's just being right james bond right take me to get Giannis. it so what is <laughs> it take me to Giannis. <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> now that i've derailed you again <laughs> please continue. i think they're the right bond man oh, no. <laughs> the best part, though, isn't it <laughs> Pierce Brosnan, come on <laughs> Anyway, the thing that really struck me about this article, the why I brought it up, was there's a line at the very end talking about the film quality. So I'm going to read you the last paragraph. This is an article on Vulture, but it was picked up all over the freaking world. Mm-hmm. So, so the reshoots are quantitatively making Solo a better movie. The actor says morale in the production improved by leaps and bounds with Howard's arrival, but points out it's impossible to measure quality without seeing the final cut. He also points out that the financial underperformance of the last Star Wars installment, which fell $200 million short of analyst predictions, according to the Wall Street Journal, has incentivized Which the one? studio oh. to make the force strong with this one. They have to make Solo good after The Last Jedi didn't make as much money as expected. They want to keep making Star Wars movies. It has to be good. And this is the issue I had. That may be the actor's opinion on it. And I was like, okay, wait, The, the Last Jedi didn't make as much money? <laughs> so I looked it up. It's like the the seventh largest grossing movie of all time. Right. It made right. $1.2 billion. So it's one of those things where it's like when you ever hear about someone who's like playing with numbers or playing with graphs and it's like a certain snapshot of something doesn't look very good. But when you realize that in context, yeah. okay, it made $200 million less than expected. But you know what it did? It made more money than all but six movies in the history of movies. Right. <laughs> And it, like, tripled its budget in profit. So, like, what the fuck are we talking about here? Like, okay, they expected it to be $1.5 billion and it was only $1.2 billion. God for fucking bid. Right. Like, they underperformed. Sure. You know what? Usain Bolt, when he runs (laughs) a tenth of a second slower than his world record, is underperforming. This this reminds me of a great friend scene 
where <laughs> Chandler is like, oh no, my wallet's too small for my 50s and my diamond shoes are too tight. <laughs> like, I mean, are we, like, that's one of those things where it's like, it's bullshit. Like, yeah. No, they, they they realize that if they're going to pump out a Star Wars movie every fucking year, everything has to be a quality endeavor. Yeah. But let's not act like The Last Jedi was this huge flop, because it fucking sure as hell was not. Right. And that's, uh, listen, I'm a defender of the, because I love the stuff and everything, but the, they don't need my defense. But this is, like, it's just, it's just annoying, because it's like, let's just tell the truth here, guys. Like, it made over a billion dollars. Any movie that makes over a billion dollars is a success. Agreed. <laughs> I'd happily, happily make a movie... It is nowhere near that. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. And it's not even like it's not like it was a billion dollar movie that made one point two. It cost like three hundred million dollars to make, which is a lot. Right. But they made back way more. <laughs> they made yeah. a ton of profit. Not That's, just revenue. Yeah. They made a ton of profit on this movie. <laughs> I like the way that you put it. <laughs> it's like it maybe it didn't reach their reach their projections, but it did. Only did worse than six other movies. That's in the that's history a really, of the world. That's a really good way to look at. It. I mean, come <laughs> that's on, that's really funny. Oh man. Well, I I'm very I'm very curious about what what's going to go on in May with this movie. I mean, I want to see the movie, oh, but yeah. I'm trying to temper, and it's not hard to temper because there's my, not expectation, much for me to my go expectations on. aren't. They're just not there. There's I don't nothing, have any. There's no there's the the promotional material. Like they got a lot of work to do. The movie comes out in a month and a half. Yeah. Or two months. Maybe they're nailing it by doing this. They're <laughs> well, what I think they're not spending to... the money so that they can make more. <laughs> well, no, because usually an absence of promotion usually means people oh, yeah. are expecting it to be bad for sure. But it's not going to stop any person that was going to see this Star Wars movie from seeing. That's it, true. It's so... just going to stop casual fans. But what I'm what I'm wondering is they may have a good product. Right. But they were so far behind and didn't want to push the release date that they may not have all of the footage ready to go in a trailer. I also don't understand why it's coming out so soon. Because that's when it was supposed to. They didn't want to move the release date. I know, but they They did. fired Lord Miller and they hired Ron Howard like four days later. I know. Yeah, it just seems weird. It's like, like they, 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 they stopped shooting. It out. They, they stopped shooting for like ten whole days. I also don't know why they're the trying to they're they're like cannibalizing their own box office with Avengers being out the month before. Well, I, I think that's like. why they moved the Avengers week up. Still, I know, it just seems odd to me. Unless there's something huge coming out at the end of the year that we don't know about. Um, I think it's just they pick their dates ahead of time and it falls where it's going to fall. Yeah, it can be moved. I mean, they still have almost a month between Avengers and Solo. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. We'll see what happens. Obviously, obviously happy that uh, I'm going to get to see another Star Wars movie this year. But, like, they're, they're doing a really good job of me not having – I don't have, like, positive or negative expectations towards this thing. Well, the, I just don't have any because I have no idea. The thing I don't understand is why they had to do this December-May thing because – and this has been planned for a while. All they had to do was just every December Star Wars. That's what that's what I'm saying. And that's, that's what, what I, I, that's they what they what I mean. do at first. And then they announced that they were moving up the Han Solo movie to May from way back when they first announced it. Yeah. Well, when is the next Avengers movie going to come out? Is that going to be after – is that year, one year? Next summer. Next summer? 2019. Is it going to be May again? I just, I, I don't, it's probably on the books, but I just know it's wonder. If, I wonder if they're trying to shift their, they still su- they their still superhero and Star Wars releases. Maybe they're trying to swap them. They still haven't titled the second Avengers because it's mostly been shot. Yeah. 
Eh. But it doesn't have a title. I have a feeling the title is pro- has probably some sort of impact. That's what I'm wondering is yeah. if they they won't announce the title. <laughs> Avengers Phase One. What? <laughs> Avengers Infinity War Part Two. Everyone died. Yeah. <laughs> now what? Now. What? <laughs> Who's left? Question mark. <laughs> it's it's just Cap. I don't want to see that. <laughs> He's like the only one who's like it's like pretty sure it could die off. Right. <laughs> right. Why is he the only one left? Right. It's just him, but like he's stuck. He's in like a. Uh, he's between heaven and hell. What is that? Uh, uh, purgatory. Purgatory. That's what this is. It's just all of them stuck there. Just floating. Yeah. <laughs> well, this sucks. <laughs> well, and admittedly, I'm kind of speaking out of school on this, but I think that's kind of a whole thing with like the Marvel comics that they've done a couple of times. Like after the Infinity War and. Like 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 the universe gets like destroyed. Yeah. And everyone just kinda of, like there's like some one area where everything just kind of like mashes together is like the battle realms and all that shit and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm really not a comic expert, but no, I'm I know. Right uh, yeah. This, this, I'm, I, it's one of the things I love about comic books, is just how like crazy they can get. <laughs> and, like this, like, okay, you know what? Let's take all of these ideas and put them over here for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> and let's and let's explore this. And you know what? Nobody cares. Like nobody argues that like this doesn't make any sense. It's no, it's just like this is where it is now. <laughs> like let's just deal with this. Um there's one other there's one other thing that you wanted to do this episode, but I'm gonna actually I'm gonna ask that we do it on the next one. Oh no! Because I'm so ready for it. <laughs> because it's so relevant. We are, we are literally I, you guys the listeners don't know this. We're racing against time. What, what let me know what you think. We started off at fifty percent. Okay. We're at thirty three minutes. We got 34% left. Guys, I don't have my charger. I apologize. This is my bad. <laughs> do you think we could do it? We could probably do it. You want to do it? Yeah. Just it's, go- not gonna, it's not going to take that long. Do it. Okay. Quick backstory. You all know Sean Penn, the actor. Well, now he's Sean Penn, the novelist. Who now? <laughs> and if there was a worst idea that you could ever think of in the world, well, outside of, outside of like murder and rape and you know the, the human like sex slave industry, well, I don't know. Worst idea. That's quite the list. So anyway, so he wrote a book called, trying to find, the, I'm just seeing the, it's called, and I'm, this is not a typo, Bob Honey Who Just Do Stuff. What? I had to rewrite it, reread it like six times across like six different articles to make sure that it, like someone hadn't did a typo somewhere. Bob Honey. Bob Honey Who Just Do Stuff. Bob Honey is the name of the main character of his story and he just do stuff. Oh boy. Yep, and so it's oh supposedly boy. supposedly some sort of postmodern like thing. Uh, I don't know. And if it, you know anything about Sean Penn, he's kind of problematic in general. Um, the novel repeatedly makes comedic hay out of violence against women while holding them up as objects of ridicule. <laughs> that is a line that is in a review of this book. Um, but what we're here for, because we heard that the reviews were fairly strong for my dramatic reading of. Ernest Klein's allegedly written poem, Nerd Porn or Tour. Oh <laughs> this novel, which is supposedly in the vein of Thomas Pinchon and others of that ilk. Um, well, here's some snippets from this book because oh it's supposedly one of the worst things ever written. Um, and. Well, I have a little blurb here. It says, here's a few sample sentences demonstrating Penn's quote-unquote shock and awe tactic of deluging readers in a flood of 
sesquipedalian terms, and I don't know what that word means, and I'm usually pretty good with words, mm. on closer inspection barely mean anything in the given order and context. Oh so don't God. worry about context, people. So the whole does the whole thing sound like the title? Hence, his life remains incessantly infused with her infidelity, identity infidelity and her abhorrent ascensions to those constant salacious sessions of sexual solitaire. Okay, settle down alliteration. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and that was one of the things that I've seen in the review. Yeah. Is, it's like, 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 does Sean Penn think that he's required to do alliteration right. at all times? Because... <laughs> So if I stumble at all, guys, it's 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 only slightly because of the alcohol. It's mostly because of the ridiculousness right. of this. Here's another one. The Dr. Seussness. <laughs> it's worse, way worse than Seuss. Whenever he felt these collisions of incubus and succubus, he punched his way out of the proletariat with the purposeful inputting of covert codes, thereby drawing distraction through Scottsdale deployments, dodging the ambush of innocents astray, evading the Viscount Vogue of Viagratic, Assault on virtual vaginas, what or worse, pa- failing passively into prosaic pastimes. What is happening right now? <laughs> <laughs> what in the world? What is this? I, I don't know. While the privileged patronize this pickle as epithet to the epigenetic inequality of equals, Bob smells a cyber-assisted assault emboldened by right-brain Hollywood narcissists. Oh my god. Behind decorative gabion walls, an elderly neighbor sits centurion on his porch watching Bob with surreptitious soup cum. What? I don't know. (laughs) 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 I don't know what any of these sentences mean. And I've read a lot of, like, different things. I I, I think of myself as being fairly well read. Mm -hmm. Um, Bob's boyhood essence set him up for a separation from time, synergy, and social mores leading him to acts of indelicacy, wounding words, and woeful whimsy that he himself would come to dread. What? Okay, I'm done. <laughs> That's more than enough Are you of sure? that. Yeah. Well, how about his poem that he wrote at the end of the book? Oh, no. <laughs> Just read it. <laughs> There's a six-page epilogue poem which delivers some heavy-handed insights on our current political moment. Here's Penn on the Me Too movement. Though warrior women bravely walk the walk, derivatives of disproportion, draw heinous hypocrites to their flock. Where did all the laughs go? Are you out there, Louis C.K.? Once crucial conversations kept us on our toes, was it really in our interest to trample Charlie Rose? What's with this me too, this infantilizing term of the day? Is this a toddler's crusade, reducing rape, slut-shaming, and suffrage to reckless child's play? A platform for accusation, impunity, Due process has uh, lost its sheen, but fuck it. What me worry? I'm a hero to Time Magazine. But like, is it is it meant as like a joke? At, oh no, I'm pretty sure he's very serious about this. But it, it's not meant as him trying to be like, um, I don't like uh, like trying to like act as a moron from the other side that no. of which there is no oh, other I don't side. Think he's like trying I, to. Do anything. You think I that think this is like real? Genuine in this, yes. No, because I actually, now that I think about it, once I had read this, uh, he was, I think he was defending Louis C.K. Interesting. At the time. All right. Well, I've had, I don't want to give this any more airtime. So no, that's, it's just something that needed to be said for yeah, its that's, that's fine. sheer absurdity. Ugh. It's so bad. I really it is, hope that all of it, every word of it is so bad. I would rather believe that it's a joke. Me too, but unfortunately, there's uh, there's truth and there's. On to lighter things. Because. <laughs> 
screw that. Yeah, no, that was it was <laughs> absolutely was not absolute train wreck. Ugh. 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 All right, sorry, <laughs> I can't even I can't shake that one off when I need a shower. Um, yeah, I think we all do. This like week's movie. flick. Is Ready Player One. Guys, I'm so excited. <laughs> okay, I've been waiting for it. I've been waiting for it for a while. A couple things I want to I clear up before we get started. One, a few weeks ago, we talked a little bit about the race that's in there. I was getting very much confused with some other story. There is no race in the book from what I remember. That's what I was telling you. Is okay. I was hearing people saying that, and I was there, confused no, when you said that was wrong. There's, there's no race. Uh, I was thinking, it's really funny. I mean, it's because of the source material and what, what's going on. I am certainly getting it confused with... The Lego Movie. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because just because of all the the references and the race sequence, I don't. If there if there is, I really don't remember there being one. I there's no, definitely that was the thing no, is way back when the first trailer came out and they showed that race. I saw a bunch of people who read the book and said like that doesn't happen in the book, or it was like much smaller in importance or something like that. Right. Like, yeah. If there if there was one, it's not. Yeah, that's why when not, I brought that up the last time we talked about. It, I so, was confused why you said that. So here's the thing. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out there. So this is one of the things I've talked about numerous times in the past, and this is uh, I'm you know no spoiler. I I loved it, and here's here's the thing. Generally, a positive person. I'm going. This is a a thing that I am very much happy about. So I, I, there was probably no shot at me disliking it. To be honest with you. Okay. Um, it's, it's very, if there's, you probably have some concerns with it that I probably won't see because when I went in there, I was like, I was just, you know, a Steven Spielberg fanboy, which is fine. I'm, you know, the I'm, idea of it in, in a nutshell, I agree that it's something I would enjoy as well. I just don't have the same reference for it because I didn't read the book right, that you did. Right. And that's fine. And here's the thing. I actually, if, if people that love, love, love the book, like I really did love it. If they were upset by a lot of stuff that happens in the movie, I would understand to well, a that point, I get, yeah. but it's it's very very different, mm-hmm. but I like it took me what's what's weird, it took me about thirty minutes to realize like, okay this is not like it's probably going to go in a completely different set of things from what's happening because they they kind of opened that way and it's like I made my peace with that and then I thoroughly enjoyed it the rest of the way through like I was I was just confused in the beginning because I just didn't understand like wait what's ha- like what's happening like I don't this is not oh I get it you're doing the same story. Different context. You're making it original. You're probably making it work for screen, which makes total sense because yeah. you can't have a movie of somebody playing a old video game and, and for 30 minutes. What I would like with this case, because a lot of times where that sort of thing happens is um, at best you get a consultation by the author. Mm-hmm. He co-wrote the screenplay. Right. Or what, time, so he had a makes, hand and, in And that's why this. it's probably why it all works. Because what's nice, what's really fun about it, there's a lot of... There are twists and turns in the book. There are twists and turns in the movie. They're not the same twists and turns, but they're they're equal in impact. <laughs> and like it, it's, I thought they were really well done. I mean, they weren't super shocking. Like you wouldn't have like not been able to figure certain things out or point certain things out. But I, I just, I I was really happy with the way this whole thing went down, and I had a really good time watching it. And that's that's what I was expecting, especially after his his little speech in front of the South by Southwest. It's like, guys, I made a movie, not a film. <laughs> like, I like I like that concept. And it was just, man, I had a good time. I enjoyed the movie. Um, it was a qualified, like, I, I, I like the movie. It's something that I, I, I wouldn't have a problem watching again. Um, I didn't love it um, because there was just, it's like more high-level abstract stuff that's just like, kind of nagged at me during the course of watching it that it's like it didn't ruin the movie for me it just like sure. it just pulled the reins back That's you know fine. what i mean um but i enjoyed it it was a it was a fun movie 
It was enjoyable. What I love about this, this is a this is a movie about an Easter egg filled with Easter eggs comes out on Easter weekend. That's great. That's that's <laughs> that's brilliant. One well question, done. <laughs> one, one question I have for you: Did you what format did you watch it in? I just sort of the stand the theater we normally go to. Okay. Oh, I saw it in three D. Oh, okay. just, oh, yeah. The only way the only way I could fit into the schedule. Yeah, was to, so that was the one I had to see it in. That would probably hurt my face. Yeah, it was a little irritating. There's a lot of sensory overload in this movie. Yeah, it was a little irritating at first. I got used to it eventually. I made sure I, I didn't wear my contact lenses with it, even though that makes my viewing overall worse. But those three D glasses don't drive well with my uh, yeah, contact yeah, I lenses. Can see that. I don't know why, but just the multiple layers of lenses don't mm-hmm. work. Um. Although it's just it's just all upside down and backwards. No, it's just like imagine, it's, it's imagine? Like, basically that, that would be fucking. Funny. They just like didn't figure that no, out. It's like one of those things where like they just don't sync properly. Yeah, no, you know it, I mean? it, like, it does make sense. Um, but um, although I I almost had like I almost got up and walked out of the theater because during like they ran the trailers and the trailers were three D as well, and it was like disassociating. Oh, and there was like weird colors. It was like. Should I just go up and say something now? Because if this goes on into the movie, like I'm gonna be fucking pissed. Cause right, right. I'm already getting a little usually, nauseous usually watching trailer this during the trailers. Set. I guess so. I'm yeah. just like it was like it was bad. From like it wasn't just minor annoyance. It was like a trainer. From the experiences that I've had, I've noticed you can usually see like a clip between when they're showing the trailers and the movie. I know that most movies have like a trailer set that will go with them. Like mm-hmm. in at certain theaters, you'll probably have like. And it's you know it's targeted audience and all that stuff. But there's a I I don't know I this is me speaking off the cuff because this is just from me watching it and noticing something as it happens. I feel like I've seen a switch multiple times between when they're showing the trailer and then when the movie starts, and it feels like it's coming from a separate reel um, or it's or, <laughs> or chip. No, but in this case, well, but, I guess, yeah. no, but no, that was a problem. It wasn't like it was something that like wasn't 3D and then it was, like all of them were 3D and the 3D was just degrading. Yeah. Like oh, that, like, that would have been that would have been rough, especially. Oh my god! In that movie, I was that getting been nauseous really watching like the Jurassic World trailer. Oh, okay, yeah, well, I didn't even get that one. So, well, it made sense because it's yeah. Amblin, like you know. No, oh no, it totally makes sense. But um, yeah, that would have sucked if you got into the movie and it was all. Yeah, no, I would have. I would have thrown up. Yeah, it would have been like on being like being on like a bad roller coaster ride. <laughs> you come outside, you're like, you're like wobbling side to side. I'm gonna need a few things. One, I'm gonna need my money back. <laughs> Two, I'm gonna need you to restart the movie. <laughs> Three, where's the new I need a box can. <laughs> <laughs> In that order. <laughs> but oh man, so yeah, so the the way they get the keys very different. The well, hang uh, on. So, relationship we're, we're, with characters very different. We've we've talked about. Spoilers, guys. Spoilers. Oh, you want to just do it? Yeah. All right, we're jumping in. Well, you're talking about keys, so that's a spoiler. Like it's spoilers. in the it's in the trailer. I don't Whatever. remember there being keys in the trailer. There is. There's one key. It's actually the crystal key. At the end of the trailer, it just goes in and it clicks, and that's it. Okay, since we're post spoilers now, yeah. Spoilers, guys. Spoilers. <laughs> I almost threw something at the fucking screen during that whole scene with the with the keys at the end. Oh, when he couldn't get the key in the hall. You can do that gag one time. It was infuriating. You can't do it six times in a row. I was getting so mad. Yeah. You remember how Inception where they did that one thing, <laughs> that one time when the when the car shifted yeah. and Arthur is like flipping through the thing? Yeah. You get one time with that joke. Get you don't on. get six times spread across eight minutes. But it wasn't a joke. I think it was supposed to be no, the more dire. joke, whatever. It, it was infuriating. It, it was. I was frustrated as well. Like, stop doing it. We get it. <laughs> the cars are running into it. It made him fall down. You've done the, the joke or the thing or the plot device. Stop doing it. It just kept doing it. And I was getting so fucking angry. <laughs> you just, you, we're all that, the girl in the, uh, like, with the science lab. Just put the key in the hole! Yes. 
No, you know, no, because I wasn't angry at the movie. I was angry at Steven Spielberg. Whoever <laughs> fucking wrote that scene, like, I was like, you know how you get like the edge of your seat, like, yeah, yeah. Just, no, I was angry. I was yeah. not concerned. You were, you, I was you, mad. You were actively booing, yes. throwing things at the screen. I would have been booing, <laughs> except there was other people in the fucking screen with me. Like. So, uh, since we're in spoiler territory, things we're, we're going to talk about the movie specifically. We're not. I'm not going to talk about specifics from the book, and here's why: if you really enjoyed this, which you know, I, I, I did, um, and you haven't read the book, I'd like you to read it because it is it is very different and you're getting the story again but in like a different in a very different way and it's it's also fun. So I don't want to ruin any of that stuff. I don't want to spoil things from the book. So I will just tell you there's <laughs> there are significant differences. The keys are very different and the way at which they are attained. They are, the way they retained the um like the trials that you have to go through to get them they work much better in the movie for film. It makes sense. I like that they did that. Um a couple of other things uh the Certain characters are in spots that other characters are in. In the book, they they swap places for certain set pieces. What do you mean? Um, I will say Artemis being in like a detainment type thing. Oh, there's a different very, character. Very different. Okay. Um, characters die <laughs> in, in the book. Somebody dies. <laughs> not 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 in the game. Okay. Gets off. So one of the high fives. Get off. Yeah. He's. It's a it's a four it's a four banger at the end of the, at the end of that yeah they, four of them take over afterwards oh yeah it's 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 dark when it happens okay um there's a there's a lot another fun thing like and it makes it makes a lot of sense with the pacing there's a lot of time between the keys in the book okay and that, it's that, more that's it's more streamlined that's the type of thing that totally, I'm totally makes to sense like... and here's what here's the one thing I, people might complain about that and here's what I would like you to really think about. They didn't make this movie a trilogy. Thank you. I may, I would have seen every like all three movies. I would have That's loved That's the thing you could have done a different key in each movie. They absolutely could have and it would have worked and there's enough there's enough going on that it it would have they would have each worked as movies. Like it, and it would have it would have been thoroughly enjoyable, but Maybe they didn't know one how successful this was going to be, which is that's probably more the reason why they did it. They didn't do it for us. They did it for themselves. And it's a pretty long movie. It is it is long, but uh it's they 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 switched enough things around to make me not know what's coming in certain spots. And, like, the character Irock very different in the book. I It was very silly in this. Because he wasn't Irock, he was T.J. Miller. <laughs> right. <laughs> very fair. But he, which was very funny. Yeah. It's just really silly. Um, also, when he goes, because I rock. <laughs> like that. I was just like, nah, this is stupid. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> but, uh, man, I just... The uh, the twist of of Og being the um, that was a twist the curator he, being the curator that was really cool not the not the case not not, not a thing really? like that um, actually he serves a much bigger role uh, in the book Og at, or the curator Og okay um, in helping them at the to like towards like this whole the end goal of the third key but again read the book I'll tell you after <laughs> after hours <laughs> but um it's it's Man, was, I had a I had a blast. Six and a six after dark. after dark. <laughs> yeah, uh, but man, I just I thoroughly, I just had so much fun watching this, and it's like I knew I knew going in like you know there's gonna be a crap load of references, and I, you know I tried my damnedest to to pick out ones that like really like so a couple things. One, what they did with the second key, which was absolutely fucking brilliant, was the whole shining set piece, which is incredible and not at all referenced remotely in the book. <laughs> it's great. And like that's that is a treat. 
That whole thing is a treat, especially H being terrified to be there. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> you know, he didn't thing. know what was going on. <laughs> it was great. He sees the old lady. Oh, well, not old lady at the time. And I'm just like, no, no, H, no. I know what happens to I'm you. Just, he's, like, he's like, I'm just going to roll with this. Like, yeah. <laughs> Don't no. roll with it. No. <laughs> but that, that whole thing, man, that whole, it was, it was probably just 15 minutes of pure, like, what's going to happen next? I love this. Like, this See, is- it's funny because I've actually read the book, The Shining, but I've never seen the movie. Oh, really? Yes. No, I'm on the side of that. <laughs> I'm like, and that's one where, like, the book and the movie are very different. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, like, a couple of high-level things that are, like, pretty much the same yeah. thing, but, like, which way is, different Which is stories. probably the nod that they're making with so. that whole thing. Um, yeah, because, well, it's funny because there's the whole thing, the creator hating what he yeah. created and this and that. Um, but I, <laughs> I'm still functionally aware of some of the things that happen in the movie. So, like, yeah, little girls, you know. Yeah. The fucking dead body in the, the bathtub who is a beautiful woman who's actually disgusting and right, right, all that right. sort of stuff. Was a little confused by the zombies dancing, but then so were they. So yeah, <laughs> yeah that was like a separate piece yeah. to it. Yeah, that was I liked that. Though. That that was really clever. Um, Actually, my best reference point for the movie The Shining is the music video for The Kill by yeah. Seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Great music video, yeah. by the way. <laughs> yeah. but it's it's funny because like I I want to actually go back and reread the book because I. I, like I said, I was kind of disoriented at the beginning because I just didn't understand what was happening, that it was like where it was going. And then I was like, oh, okay, just ignore everything. Some characters and the basic premise is that's what we're doing. Great. And I'm all in. And then I then I just really loved it. So um, the Shining thing, like I said, beautiful. Well, wait, while we're talking about the Shining, yeah. I got a fucking kick out of the aftermath of the Shining in the IOI offices oh my god i was like when they were all being attacked up. and like they're freaking out everyone all, all of those cuts were great yes anytime they transitioned from but the that VR one world to the, yeah incredible. that one was beautiful <laughs> beautifully done i was it's just, dying it's just laughing the that, room is yes. just in chaos yes but 50 percent because there's a lot of people that are not plugged in yes they're just walking around. not walking around running around yeah. trying to help the people freaking out who are plugged in but, then, but also if you look in the distance there's people just like going upstairs yeah and like downstairs and moving around it's just Really, that was one of the really fun things that they did, and just that's something that you can't. You ha- like the film is the medium for that. Like yes. you can't do that in a book. No. Like you can't cut back and forth between that. No, and that was really silly. Yes, but and just like and it's just like Ben Mendelsohn, like just like nonplus, like, looking down. Like, right, what the fuck is going right. on? <laughs> it's, just, it's just chaos ensues outside. But like the or the guys like running, like you see the soldiers running, and then they cut to the real world. And these kids running down the street. Yes, you know? like this is just so silly. I love it. I, actually, that was great when they're driving down the street. Like, what's happening? Out yeah, there? and there's just like people on a street corner, like eight people standing next to each other, doing like flying roundhouse kicks, like at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> and, oh my and goodness. then they split that back into like this. Like that was kind of cool stuff. It was so funny. Um, the there is another. So there's two other references that I had um, on my mind that I want to bring up. One was uh, when they when they blow up the Mecha Godzilla. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with this toy that she throws in there. I forget what they were called. I think they were called Mad Balls. Oh yeah, I'm not sure. But it's a, it's like a squeeze toy. Like you, it was usually like this grotesque face. I had two of them, and my sister had a couple of them. The one that I had was like a catcher, like with a catcher's mask, mm-hmm. and uh, you know they're they're like short little balls. So like it's like 
the limbs of the character like all like yeah, the person like heart. shrunk down. Yeah, like, like, into yeah, a yeah I remember and, like, vaguely. It has like a it had a baseball in its mouth, yeah. and you squeeze it, and it the baseball can find yeah. it. So there's that. It was like a skeleton, and there was this, the mummy one. Yeah, and that's what that was. And she throws it. I was like, wow. I didn't realize that's what it was, but the catcher one sounds familiar. I remember that as a kid. I don't, yeah, I don't think I ever had them, but I remember the, those. the mummy one was like it, it was just like when I when I got thrown in there, I was just like, oh my god. Like, I feel like like. I'm looking around, like, is anybody, is anybody else seeing this right now? Like, am I just, am I just the one in this row, literally in the row that knows about this? Yeah. yeah because I was just, like, watching the movie, just going along with it. I'm freaking out quietly, just like, what the fuck? So, so cool. I, love, I love that there was, like, just a squad of Master Chiefs that yep. clammed up together. Yeah, like, Spartans yeah. just running through. It's great. Um, the other thing, and this was probably one of my favorite Easter, and I, you know, I could be wrong. I don't think I am. But at the end of the movie... Uh, with finding the Easter egg and all this stuff, the the music in the background, like chunks of it, are from the Last Crusade. It's possible. And if I'm if I'm, if I'm wrong, it, so yeah, I was like, gonna say if I'm wrong, it's totally just. Although, a, although John Williams didn't do the score for this, yeah. But if I, I'm saying if I'm wrong, then it's Which a ripoff be because like the scenes were. I mean, the scenes, the like those chunks of the score are exact. Like it's it's finding the Holy Grail. Like it's, and I was just like, uh, there was another one. I'm looking around. It's like. I was like, it's from Indiana Jones. I was like, it's from it's Kim. Kim. <laughs> I was from like, Indiana I, Jones. Kim. I didn't pick up on it, but I also had to like run out when I was done, so yeah. I may have missed it. Like, I or I may not have been paying attention as I was walking out. So that's possible. I mean, it was it was in the movie. It wasn't like in the credits. Okay. Yeah, but it was. You'll have to you'll have to go back and listen because it's it's there, and I I swear it's. I mean, I'm sure I could probably find something, um, you know, some article or something like talking about this. I I can't be the only one that noticed it. So, but it was just. I, man, it was just this movie is like made for me. <laughs> that's what I. That's how I felt watching it, and the the whole curator being Og thing that was great, and the the flipping of the coin to him. The coin is also it's funny. A thing. He, he kind of reminded me of a little bit, and it's only because I just happened to catch like twenty minutes of it the other day when I was watching. Uh, is passengers? He reminded me of Michael Sheen. Yeah, like the bartender. I actually, it feels like that was intentional. Maybe I don't. Know. I, I don't know if it was, but like, it, it, it was, seems it like there's some way. similarity in like that. Like sardonic humor and all. Yeah, that like the like sarcasm. It. It's just, it, yeah, it was good. And I, his character is fun. I also, I loved the like the visual representation of the archive and like like these little rooms where you could like watch these memories, um, picking apart the memories to find out these clues. It was it was really cool. They uh, a lot of things that they did too. A lot of things that I really liked. They were really cool set pieces from the book that don't work in the pacing and storyline of the movie, but they worked them in in different spots, and okay. it was really cool. So, like, the um, when they have that, like, zero-gravity dance, like, that's a thing that happens, but it's much, it's, it's like, you know, it's pretty into the book, and it's, like, a, it's a birthday party. Like, it's a, it's a big deal. Like, it's, like, a big thing going on. It's not a part of the quest. It's just a thing. Right, right. And, like, it's, it's actually in a downtime because they're trying to blow off some steam because they're, they're struggling to find the next key. Yeah. And it, 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 but it's... It's like you know what we can't not put this in the movie. Like this is a it's like it's a really cool concept. Like this zero gravity dance party. Like yeah. this is awesome. So I threw that in there. The um, Halliday's uh, house also plays a very different part in the movie uh, in the book than it, well in the movie than it does from the book. And uh, also really well done. And I love the uh, like that Halliday pushed him out and that they like the reasoning behind it and then how they. Um, Kind of redeemed it at the end, like by him telling him, him tell uh, the kid telling Og like uh, Parsifal telling Og like what 
like the basically the memory that he saw. And a lot of the stuff, you kind of just have to take it as imagine he told you more because like they are they are trying to cram so much. Yeah. And and I, and that's a difficult thing. Also, to do. surprisingly, for how long this movie and. You do kind of feel it a little bit the length of the movie, but um, not that it ever really drags. But like you can tell, yeah, that it's a long movie. Um, but surprisingly well paced overall. Yeah, I would say instead of feeling things drag, you actually feel things rushed at times. But I actually that's been a complaint of mine in a lot of movies recently. But I didn't feel like it was that much of an issue with this one. And part of it is I think just the idea of what's going on, mm-hmm. this race, the fact that is like the whole movie is essentially a race. Mm. Um, it, that frenetic pacing actually kind of works to that sort of thing. But yeah. they actually, I think that they did a good job. Like in the moment of we're racing through the shining, yeah, or the Overlook Hotel. Like you understand why you're rushing through that. Like it's a racing. Like you have a clock. The, 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 yeah, yeah. The, like it makes sense. And overall, that sequence is fairly long. Yep. Um. So it it's kind of like they built it in organically, and mm-hmm. it makes sense of that because then you can take a moment to have that dance party thing. Yeah. Because that seems fairly long. It's like, oh, you get to see a lived-in part of this world, which is cool. Yeah. Um, it, it, and that's why I said this is one of my big complaints with something like The Force Awakens. They, they did a better job of this one than they did in that one. That one feels like yeah. everything's hurried through, even though the movie's fairly long. This one did a good job. I actually didn't feel ever really like I needed more in one any one thing. The, the only thing I felt like I needed more of, although you couldn't really execute it in this movie, was... The stakes in the real world become very big, but it becomes exponential over the course of the run. Yeah. And I feel like you needed a little bit more. That That is one of the areas that it would have benefited to from. To feel the real stakes of it. Yeah. But on the other hand, that's the part you're going to look at is going to get cut for the yeah. uh-huh, for what's 100%. going on in this movie. Like, you just know, like, that's what's going to get cut. Yeah, like, I when I think, if you think about it, like, there's... If you if you know the source material and you know a lot of the things that go on, things like that, that sounds like stuff that's big in the book that would be cut for a movie. Exactly, like that's what would have exactly, to and it could, because a lot of it is just it's a lot of things that get cut from movies are backstories, yeah, and you know emotional impact like behind the scene and things like that, and that's you know that's well like there's plenty of detail about that, but it can't it, it won't it won't work yeah, in the, it won't work in a single movie like as no. I mentioned, but. Um, like I don't, I don't blame them for cutting the things that they cut. It makes, it does make sense. I don't think that they, this is this would have been for anyone. This is a difficult movie to make. Yeah, because it's wild imagination. <laughs> like just, it's all over the place. And I just, I, I applaud them for doing it the way that they did it, and and taking the risks and making the differences that they made. Because I, it made me. I can now be like, ooh. You know, maybe I'll reread Ready Player One, or maybe I'll rewatch it, and like those are two completely different things. Yeah. Like I and I, I like that. I got I got another version of this story that I love so much, and what what I like about that is something that we mentioned earlier about comic books and comic arcs, and like you you'll get like the same character thrown into a different scenario, similar scenario but different, and like they'll go a different path and see how that works out. Like they do that a lot in comics. Yeah. But this is a this is just a different story. It was done in the book, done in the movie. Same characters, same plot, same basic premise. You know, Bruce Wayne's parents die. <laughs> then what happens? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's a, like that's basically the re- and, and they, it's going to have the same ending. But like it, the way that it gets there, the journey. Yeah. It's that's cool. Yeah. I really liked that. Uh, it's just I just had so much fun with this, and I can't I can't wait to see it again. I'm probably going to go see it again before it's oh, in yeah. the theaters. Yeah. I mean, I also I was. Uh, Worried that I wasn't going to get decent tickets, so I, I bought them without my movie pass. So I have my movie pass still. So oh, nice. I'll go see it with that. That's important. But uh, man, did I have fun. <laughs> um, the H reveal 
I was afraid they were going to screw that up. Okay. They did a good job with it. I thought it was actually really funny because I also – a couple of things that I like about it. One, he's not upset by it. He's shocked at first because he just doesn't – in his mind, I'm sure it never registered who – like what H would look like this in real life. But it's – he's like – they're kind of – they're very accepting, which is part of what I really liked about the characters. Yeah. Like it's just like, oh – Oh, oh my god, this is crazy. Okay, cool. Let's get in your van. Like, and they just drive off. Well, let's get in your van. Which, in context, Never out say. of context, is like, hey, person I don't know, right. let's get in your van. But uh, it's it's very, it does happen, you know, it's the same type of, it's the same difference from the character. That, like, well, for me, I knew it was going to be a thing because yeah. it was all set up. Oh, yeah. For one, heavily modulated voice. One of the few yep. people who had a heavily modulated yep. voice and it's like, okay, that's obviously not. Second... How adamant the Chuck he thing. slash she was about yeah. Chuck being a three hundred pound dude somewhere. Yep, yep. Um, but what the only surprise in being is who it was specifically, and I was like, I know her. Yeah, yeah. Way. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was because like was she's cool. funny on at Master of None. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you watch that? No, but I I was actually uh, talking to Kim after. I was like, who is that? Like I've seen it because I've seen her on all the award shows yeah. recently, uh, up there with Aziz Ansari. Yeah. So I was like, oh okay. But uh, and most recently, and I think I was watching. Um, this is us. I think she was like a, a vet in there. <laughs> but I, I know she doesn't have many acting credits. I know. I think she's done more writing than than acting. And, and but she, that, that was cool. She's like writing and producing in that new show that's on like uh, Showtime or the, the Chai. It's about Chicago. Okay. Yeah. No, that, that was that was fun though. I liked that. I also loved the uh, the shtick about you know uh, him uh, was his his name was it show the eleven year old kid. Yeah. It was great. Do I just need to wear a sign on me that says I'm 11? Oh, we're just going to wear a sign. I'm 11. Shoot me first. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That that was really funny. The uh, – the let's – Ben Mendelsohn. Treasure. What a dick. That's, I love that, him. That's, that's what my note – Ben Mendelsohn is a treasure. He's a really good bad guy. Well, he's always a bad guy. So he's, he, he's, he's a really, he's be really good. Because he he's just, he's just really – but uh, he's – it's funny because it's like, God, I, I, every time I see his face, God, I hate that guy. Oh, I'm supposed to. Well, you know what it is? is <laughs> I, I just worry when I see someone like that in a movie like this that, like, they're going to just go through the motions. Yeah. But, like, he's a pro. Like, he... It would have been really funny if he gave some spiel about the clean slate. <laughs> <laughs> I would have, like, if he just, like, I'll give you a clean slate and then just... That was the only uh, fourth wall break, and then just turns to the camera. <laughs> like he's just great at being a dick, like on yeah. screen. Like that's just like that's what he is. He's yep. a professional dick on screen. Boss man sixty nine. Yeah, <laughs> great. And, and like he did a good job of it, but the scene that got me like was like you know like I you're giving a hundred percent is where he talks to him via hologram and he tries to make him the offer to work and he tries to, and he's got the guys in yeah. the ear like he sells it like. It's like, man, like the, like the thing I love, like about like like he yeah, like yeah. he sells it, like he sounds like even yeah, though good. even though you know he's lying, yeah. like Ben Mendelsohn, the actor, sounds like he's really selling it as like that being important to yep. him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's good. It's great. Like he's a really good actor. I enjoy <laughs> watching him, even though no matter what he's in, I know he's going to be the bad guy. Yeah, he does a good job of being the bad guy. Like, oh, man, it's it's awesome. I also liked. Uh, I loved what they did, like visually, with the the different rigs that people used for it. Like because that was really cool. Like you know, your imagination wanders with the way they describe it in the book and stuff like that, and like the different types of suits and stuff that you could wear. And they stole like, the thing from Inception though with that pulling him out of the rig and putting him in the fake office. Oh yeah, that was yeah. S- like basically stole that from Inception. Mm-hmm. Where you that know, was cool though. I'm still dreaming, aren't I? Yeah. <laughs> that was that was that was well done, well executed. I. uh... I love I loved seeing the Iron Giant in there. 
Um, I love that it played a significant role. <laughs> that was actually really cool. It ended up surprising me that it was H who had the Iron Giant because you saw it in promotional yeah. stuff, but there's no reason you would know that it was that's yep. who that was. Like, I, I also I liked the whole like mechanic act aspect that they played, like and like this person knows how to do these things. I like that it was like a little toy that she had like her motorcycle. Yep. It was the like, inventory. Boom! It's like a big yeah. It was just cool. I, I, like I, that. But I, that was one of the really cool things. The they, same thing with was, him with his Delorean. Like he pulled something out of his pocket, threw it, and then it just becomes exactly. And then like when they put it away, like they they're flipping through their inventory like yeah. on their screen like like that's that's fun like i like they, that's a good in real video game thing like. yeah it was really that was really well done there's uh i loved in the opening chase sequence he says he's got to go to the back because he's got no gas and i'm like cool he's gonna go fill up yeah i was right? confused like, about it too and so what's like, going on and then and then the race starts i'm like oh He's just power drifting and like sucking I, up coins. And I was like, gotten... "Uh oh, use that for the plot." What was that about? <laughs> and then yeah, and then when that happens, when he when people get crushed and he sucks the coins, and I was like, "Brilliant!" <laughs> <laughs> he didn't just leave me hanging there. Well, the thing is, it's just something about it too. I just it just didn't make sense to me yet because I didn't see enough of the movie yet. Where he's like something. He said something along the lines of like, like. Like oh like you're gonna like wait till like those like IOI like yeah like scrubs like get taken down and I'm like oh like he's just gonna like loiter in the yeah. back and wait till like the crowd thins up and then make his run I didn't realize he literally was gonna wait for them to get killed right. so that he can like take their resources I, I love the introduction of Artemis and like the uh just uh, it was really because that, that's also very me, different kind of reminded me of that um. Like from like the first Matrix when Neo meets yeah, Trinity, Trinity, like oh my god, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Trinity, like oh my god, that's the Artemis, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, Which is and it's good that you got that and like you got like he's infatuated with this person yeah. because there's I, not to you know uh, this is not really a spoiler, but like in the book like there's there's a lot of build up to that like there's you know that he's he's got this like you know this this crush on this person that's like the ideal amazing like that does all these things like yeah. this this real gunter that's out there and uh you know follows her like reads all her blogs and all that stuff it's not twitch streams at the point at the time yeah. they read the book but um i was like oh like you, i wonder if that translates for someone that doesn't know that and it, it seems like like they i guess they sell it well enough that you're like oh, because like there's like the like that mystical like feeling to it like oh my god i have to her. say they did a good job of modernizing this story yeah because it's based on a book that's what 15 years old by a director who's seventy five years old, is he that old? Seventy? Like how old? No. He can't be young. No, he is not. Steven Spielberg's first movie came out like forty five. Oh, years oh, oh, director. I'm sorry. I thought you said writer. No, direct. No, I said writ- a book that's fifteen years old. Oh, okay. I was like, what? Yeah, yeah, Like this was very in the here and now. Yeah, but also then seventy two years. They, it's years it's. Old. It just completely covers all of well, these like generations. You said, an it's update, like, a seamless update of blogs to yeah, Twitch streams. Beautiful. Like, like well that's like that's something that could have fallen through the cracks. And if they yep. said, "I read all your blogs," it still would work for right now. Yeah, but it's more in the moment being a Twitch stream than that. Yeah, but you also, and then you have like you know, you have Shining, you have you know, eighties arcade, you have like you have all this stuff, and then you have like nineties Jurassic Park, nineties, like, yeah, and you have uh, uh, Halo and Overwatch, Halo, and Overwatch, it's yeah. just like just throwing that all together, like like okay, let's. Let's make this for every person that's like this and likes this stuff across all of these years. Let's make let's give them something. Yeah. <laughs> and and they do. And even like the Anorak character, I'm sure there's some relevance behind that that I just don't have the knowledge it's of. Like, it's like he's a wizard. He, it, it's very similar to like Dungeons and Dragons. No, but the thing. name I think is means something as well. Yeah, there's so. also Anorak's Almanac in the in the book. It's a whole there's a whole But um there was also um it had a very World of Warcraft vibe. Mm. Oh, that's, that's fair. That's what I'm saying. 
Just I, and I never played it, but like the that's, commercials. That's, like, that's, that's fair. It kind of it kind of like, sounds that way, right? Yeah, I can see that. I think it was more. I, I think it is like his Dungeons and Dragons character. I think that's where that. But comes I from. mean, World of Warcraft is just a video games version of basically, yeah, of exactly. Dungeons and Dragons. Which, kind which of, is so. really, it's just ah, oh, what a blast, man. Um, oh, there was something else I wanted to. Oh, the this is weird. The assistant, uh, what was his name? Uh, ben Mendelsohn's character. What was his name? Um, sorry, I, I just couldn't remember something. something else. Ns, right? His, he was Sorrento. Sorrento. Yeah, his like assistant. I forget what his first like, name. Like oh, lackey. I that just fell flat. I had no idea what was going on with that character. I don't know. I guess she was supposed to be kind of like her, like his, like off the books. I know, but it was weird. That honestly, that was one of the things that just didn't work for me throughout the movie. Something didn't work. It was just like didn't have the like There's impact. Like, yeah, I mean, because she her was, getting kicked out of the back of the truck and flip flopping down the cool. street—that was that actually did it. For no, me. you know, it's <laughs> like she was just playing like a cipher character. Like, like yeah. she was just playing like a specific archetype. Like, she yeah, was, like, I guess needed for certain plot things to happen. I she guess. was a bond henchman. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. That's fair. I, don't know, I feel like they, they probably could have done something cooler, though. I, I, not that, you know, I don't actually have an idea, so that's unfair to say. Yeah. But it's just like, I don't know. It was, it was just one of those also things that I could just recognize it didn't really work. That actress looks familiar to me, and she'll be, uh, she'll be on more people's radar soon. She's playing Ghost in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, okay. Like the main villain, I think. Cool. Um, and she's in the Tomb Raider movie, although I don't know who that character is. So. We'll have to see if she is in that. Um... I liked the relationship between Parzival and Artemis. I like that they it, – it's funny because I, I was a little worried. It is it is rushed, the romance aspect and, like, the whole well, – Well, it, it's rushed getting rushed. into the love siege. It, it is. <laughs> but, like, you kind of uh, – that's another thing. Like I, As I mentioned, like, the, the time frame is more stretched out. But you do need that to be in it. So, unfortunately, I don't think there was any way to do it without it being rushed. I just feel like they could have taken a half step back from that. Like, like Maybe. Like – like, I got a crush for you. Yeah, like, so yeah, like, it doesn't have to be as He's just like, I'm in love with you. Yeah. Like, like, that was fast, okay? Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, like, buddy. we don't yeah. get it yeah. Yeah. Like, right, it just right. feels like we skipped a few pages right, ahead. Like, right. That's funny. But, um, no, it was, I, I I enjoyed those characters together. One thing that's funny that's not done in the movie, uh, again, not a spoiler, a lot of the characters are overweight in the book. That makes sense. And they're not satisfied with themselves. Yep, that all sounds And it's just like, that's a... It, it's a very real thing, especially yeah. for growing up as a fat boy. <laughs> I like it was it was easy to like associate myself with the character, yeah. um, and that's I mean, that's kind of stripped with out. A specific audience in mind, and, yeah, because it was written by a certain person, like you know. Yeah. It's... But it was that was stripped out, and it was I, it I, it wouldn't have served a purpose. So it, it makes sense. Like there's really no there was not a lot of room for it, and it wouldn't have it would have probably felt shoehorned in if it was there. So. Fine. It's just that was that was one thing that also wouldn't really fit with our main cast. No. Yeah, it, it wouldn't have. But um, yeah. Anyway, um, man, that's. I mean, I don't. What, what else you got for this? Well, talk. How about we talk about a couple of my favorite yeah. um, Easter eggs. I loved that the end was the holy hand grenade. Did not see that coming. The holy hand grenade that that was from. Um, Monty Python's Holy Grail. That okay. Was, that was, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. have to go and get the Holy Hand Grenade. I, full disclosure, I haven't seen Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Oh, but I do know what you're talking about. <laughs> that was when he all of a sudden he's like, what is that? It's the Holy Hand Grenade. And I was like, yeah. it's the Holy Hand Grenade. <laughs> <laughs> he just loves it. He just fucking kills everyone. Like, 
I just thought that was like, I just did not see that, that particular reference coming because it doesn't really fit in right. with all the other, like, like all this was mostly 80s stuff. There was a little bit of 70s yeah, stuff. Yeah. But like, that didn't, like, Body Python doesn't really fit with most of where these references right. came from. So it's just like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> it's, that, it's that one guy. It's that one guy. <laughs> oh, my God. That's I watched funny. a little bit of that the other day. I fucking love that movie. I have to rewatch it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um... The Clark Kent classes. Oh my god! I laughed. That was well done. But I also groaned because it's just like, come on. <laughs> well, you know what? I, so I liked the. I really loved the lead up to that with the Goro thing. Yes. And then with the little the alien. Coming, but then she went chop chop chop, <laughs> <laughs> which really got. It me. was referenceception though, because yeah. it's like, hey, I'm Goro, alien, alien. <laughs> and then it's just like her fucking around, and then it's Clark Kent classes. Yeah. Just like. Yeah. Like I got whiplash. Yeah. Like, <laughs> sensory like, overload. Chop, there's chop, reference chop, overload. Chop. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Uh, but yeah, no, I was just like, oh, groan. Yeah. I mean, like, it's funny, but it's just like, really? Like, she even says, it doesn't change your appearance at all, but no one will recognize you. And I'm like, oh, come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, but we've been mostly talking about the, the good things. Um, yeah, yeah, let's hit some of the bad stuff. So this movie is really earnest. Klein? I actually laughed when I wrote that because I thought of that too. No, it's just like it takes itself really seriously for a lot of the movie, but it's so cheesy. I don't know. It's just like it left me like it wasn't the whole movie, but there's just okay. like certain parts where it's just like I kind of felt myself cringing because it's just like uh, I don't know. It's hard to put into words. Fanboy knows a hater. Yes, gotcha. It's that. Yeah, no, I, stuff like I, I that. understand. Um, but it's more than that because there's even things that weren't spoken that were just like the environment that's going on and it's like I think I would have the problem like the, I see some similarities between like this movie and the Lego movie in like what it's doing how are we how are we on battery we got 10% okay we'll, we'll do it I think it. we'll be alright it reminded if me if this just ends it, ju- it just ends I'm gonna let you <laughs> know that right now everything we've got yeah good yeah because if it didn't you don't know. No, I will. <laughs> <laughs> no, because like, uh, like some like like the Lego movies, like it's doing the same thing. It's yeah. just cramming all these characters, all these things, but it's like self-referential of all of those things, and it's lampooning itself, and it's like making fun of itself. Yeah. And this was doing that same thing, but treating it a little bit more seriously. Like, guys, take me seriously. Yeah. And so that that juxtaposition of the, like the cheesiness and the earnestness that's fair was just it just felt awkward at times it wasn't enough to like ruin the movie but it's, it's something that just like i i felt it tangibly in certain scenes and it's, it's just like eh. it's funny because like when i was reading it i was really excited i was like man like they're i know they're gonna make a movie out of this and i'm excited about that i did feel like some of this stuff's not gonna translate well but you know what i'm still gonna love it <laughs> and I, I do but i totally i get that i think that's a fair yeah, assessment of what's going on there. Like it's and it's if it it sounds like it, you know, it's something you noticed but it didn't necessarily bother you. It, that's a, it didn't ruin the movie. It's just one of those things where it's like it's pulling me out. Oh yeah, of the that's and that's, that's at fair. Times it's just like guys, like because like, it, it, it does pull you like, in the direction. Like, we're serious. We're fun. We're serious. We're fun. And it's like uh, what? Yeah, well, and, that, and, that's, and that actually kind of like dovetails into another thing I had is there was some tonal inconsistencies with sure. this, like where it's like. There's times where it's like really light and campy and it's fun. And then like that's good because like can I, like can I sum this up in one line? Sure. <laughs> you killed my mom's sister. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that was the whole that's well, that, exactly I mean, like, what you're getting. Like, at. Like, yeah, like like that line like distilled it down into like something that you could like like hold on to, but it's yeah. like 
Even well, just not even like the line itself, but when it happened, it's like, like that's really dark. I know, but what and I, I feel like I should feel worse about this. Right. It's like we haven't spent much time, and like also that guy's a dick, so I'm glad he died. Right. But it's fucked up that she died, even though she's not really great, but she does yeah, clearly she, care she, about she's him. She's garbage in the book. But uh, there's, there's and it's just like uh, what's really funny though is uh, what really sold that for me. It's like because there's a, there's a significant pause after he says that. And it's silent, and you're like, oh wait, I'm. Equally amused and oh, that's kind of sad. And then there was this—it was kind of quiet in that scene. There's just a guy in the back of the that just goes, <laughs> "Stupid." <laughs> well, that's the thing is like when like you could tell she was totally gonna end up dying, oh, yeah. and then when it happens, it's just like, I know I'm supposed to feel bad for you, but like I don't care right. about you that have character. To... I just care about the fact that you lost your aunt, but I don't really care that she. I died. actually think more of it as, but think about like if you realize what happened in that scene, like a shitload of people died. Yeah, no, there, there was definitely other casualties yeah. as well. It's fucked yeah. up. Um, and it's just like, it, it, like, at times it was like the whiplash thing. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just like super dark and gritty, light and fun and airy. And it's just like they don't fit seamlessly. Like you can see the yeah. stitching. And it's like, it was just one of those, it's, again, it's one of those things where it's just like, it's what holds it back from being great. Yep. In my mind, it's what holds me back from loving the movie is where I just like it because it's just like, I can see where it's all fitting together. Right. And it pulls me out of it a little bit. I think that's totally fair. Um, like I said, it doesn't ruin the movie. It's just yep. one of those things that's just like, clean that up. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's, yeah. Um, and also, like, and, and again, kind of part of that, because like what you were saying was like, like how many people died. Um, and this is more like a question than anything. And I'm wondering maybe if they explored it more in the book, because it seemed like there was a story there that just couldn't make the final cut. Uh-huh. I was really confused why IOI had like like unilateral like ability to like just do whatever it wanted because we don't see any police until the final scene. But IOI has its own fucking strike team that goes and wraps up that whole revolution of people like going against IOI. Oh, you mean like the um, yeah? I don't know what you're they have like a SWAT team. They it's that supersedes like the police. Yeah, it's a, it like, is a little it's a little me. strange. It's a I mean they tie it well to every like the the world is in the dystopia of the like in the book is That's a lot. Saying, it's it, a more, it's way more dire. There's something than that would probably is. be explained in, but like in, like in the book but it was a broken note in the movie because yeah. like it just doesn't fit. It, it is very much it was so, like jarring. they 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 touched on it with the buying up of the debts. Like that's But even that that was one line. It, it was one line. But and it was is, it, delivered it, really quickly that like you could have missed it. I heard it. And yep. I was just like, "That is more." Like, is that what it is? Like, like, but like, uh, like, because I was just thinking, like, in any sort of situation like that, in like any world, real or imagined, typically you have to enter into a, an agreement. Like, you don't just buy the debt. Like, you yeah. come to someone and say, "Hey, buy my debt," and then you like. Serve I think them. it's like I felt like like it, we got from point A to C and we skipped B. It gets away more with it probably because they you realize it, it's things are a lot more screwed up. Yeah. In the real world, it was just how unilateral the fact that like they yeah. just carried out. One, they carry out an assassination, mm-hmm. and then, like, three days later, they carry out a fucking military raid on this building. Right. And it's like, like, I was like, okay, so, like, so, like, so, like, services are privatized now, like, like, just companies. But like, then the cops like, show up. But then the cops show up yeah. later, and I'm like, what, where were they when, like, I get that it's the slums, but, like, they blew up a whole section of it, a lot of people died. Right. Oh, and then well, that's actually a thing. There's a strike team as well. Like, the cops didn't investigate any of that? They, they it's, it's much, it's very covered up. They, and they, it's to cover, and up, cover up explosions and murder. It's, like, it's a it's, propane thing. And I, it, I it, so. it, they, just, they make it make sense. But, and you can clearly uh, see it, that, it's, like that. It's definitely like, skipped over in the movie. supposed to be some sort of fixer who would, like, cover that shit up. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, like, it's just, like, 
it was a leap. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And like they just like, uh, we want to show you all these cool things. You're gonna just have to take our word on this. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. Which is why again, it's just I, another one of those things where it's just like it just yeah it pulls it back a totally. little bit where it's just like again fair criticism. Yeah. <laughs> any others? <laughs> um, I don't think I have any other criticisms per se. I mean, I I liked. I didn't. I, I don't love the main character. I don't know why. Okay. Um, like the guy who plays him, like he. He's just okay. He's kind of he's he is, he is the guy that plays him is just okay in the movie. Yeah. Um I do I I love the character, but I think I love him more cuz the character is interesting enough and he is like kind of a classic like like you could change his name to Luke Skywalker and it's no different. Right. Like it's the same mm-hmm. journey more or less, you know. Um I like the girl who played Artemis. She was good. Yeah. She was good. Um I love Ben Mendelsohn. I mm-hmm. I just enjoy Lena Waithe in general and she was funny in it. I liked um H yeah, <laughs> I liked uh, Saito and and or, or Daito and Cho. I was yeah, always Daito Saito and, and, uh, yeah. and Do. <laughs> Daito and Cho. They were they were funny together. Now, were they related in the movie? Yes. They, was it was it, was he father and son or was it brothers? Brothers, brothers. In the I was movie. a little confused by that. I, it seemed like they clearly were yeah. there together. I just wasn't hundred percent sure. Um, there, if you if you're interested in that and you think that those characters are cool, go read the book. Much more dire circumstance in the book. Yeah, when you said earlier that one of them died, I imagine it's one of them. Yeah, but it's the it's it's honestly not even that. That's the the kicker. It's the it's the whole concept of like of them and what their their background. It's it's cool. It's yeah. it's really well done. Um, Mark Rylance when he was playing the younger version of Halliday. Mm-hmm. I was just like, could you speed up a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Just a little bit. Yep. Um. And I forgot to – I didn't look it up, but um, I wanted to find out who was – that played um, – was the – the was Kira was the was the woman, but was that the one who was actually in the Shining movie? Was it the same actress? Because she looked really familiar in that scene. Oh, I don't know. But I don't know who she is. I didn't get a chance to look her up. I'm going to guess yes because I think the whole thing <laughs> was like it's her. That's what so. I thought too, but she looked really familiar and I just looked it up now and I, I actually don't recognize her name, so yeah. – I don't know why she looked super familiar to me in that scene. But anyway, and I was—I forgot Simon Pegg was in the movie and something yep. was going on, and I liked that they brought him back as old Simon Pegg later. Yeah, it was fun. It was good. <laughs> I re- oh man, I re- I thoroughly enjoyed. it. I can't wait to go watch it again. I I also really can't wait for it to come out for my face to melt when I put it on my TV downstairs. <laughs> 4K HDR is gonna blow my goddamn mind. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I had a blast. Any other closing thoughts? Um, I don't think so. I think that's about it. Well, with 6% left, that's episode 40. We Man, we <laughs> killed it. High five. We got your story in. We got your dramatic. What if we just got cut off right there? <laughs> <laughs> we got your. And that's episode. <laughs> uh, uh, so, yeah, that's it. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this one. Uh, if you want to keep the conversation going, I'm at AEJ Costanzo on Twitter and Instagram. Al is at Alessandro B. B. 1187. 1187. I don't have my notes in front of me. I've turned off the Wi-Fi in hopes that my battery would last longer. Um, and I realized that I didn't have my outro notes hooked up, so I can't see them. Wait, hang on, hang on. Uh-oh. That's it for episode 40 of Flicks in a Six. We hope you enjoyed it. If you want to keep the conversation going, this is he's AEG, AEJ Costanzo on, on the Twitter and Instagram. Crush it. Al is Alessandro B. 1187. Bring it home. <laughs> Be sure to check out our Flipboard magazine, Flicks in a Six. It's FLI6. To follow along with our stories of the week. And as always, check back next week for more movies and beer goodness. Until then, cheers. cheers.